Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Small businesses bring Utah together. They inspire goodness and connect communities. These are their stories from Mighty Main Street, brought to you by the Utah Office of Tourism and Visit Salt Lake. Here's our host, Chris Redgrave, on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Thank you for joining our show, Mighty Main Street, the faces and places of Utah. These featured small businesses from Salt Lake County and across the state of Utah drive our economy and develop our main streets, creating a vibrancy and creating jobs. This program is supported by Managing Director of Utah Office of Tourism, Vicki Varela, and CEO Caitlin Eskelson with Visit Salt Lake. I have Oliver Bartez with me here today, and he works with Utah Office of Tourism. And he's responsible for, as our account director, for France, Belgium, and Luxembourg. And he helps bring tourists and business to the state of Utah. Oliver, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Chris. It's such a pleasure to have you on. I understand that you're vacationing in Dubai right now. Absolutely, yes. I am vacationing in Dubai uh, because the weather is much warmer and sunnier than in Paris uh, this season. How wonderful, how extraordinary. And you're, I tell you what, we have a very clear connection. So, Oliver, um, in talking to Utah Office of Tourism, they want us to give you a call and have you share with us and share with our listeners here in the state of Utah what you do for Utah Office of Tourism and what's, how is it changing right now for you? Uh, well, a significant part of my, uh, my job is to uh, secure as many Utah programs as possible in the brochures and website of tour operators in France and Belgium. Uh, so I work with product managers to help them create Utah programs and assist them in training their sales agents. Uh, communication is also an important part of my duties since I work closely with media representatives uh, in either assisting them in uh, setting up press trips to Utah or by pitching stories uh, with the objective of having great media coverage promoting Utah as a travel destination. Uh, obviously, um, because of the COVID, uh, like everywhere in, uh, in Europe, France and Belgium uh, were hit hard by uh, the virus, and we are currently in our second national lockdown since March uh, this year. Uh, so when the borders reopen, uh, the Europeans will be craving for wide open space, nature, pristine air, and for the possibility to uh, escape from the crowds and uh, change their minds. So today, um, I'm helping the tour operators to reshape their current Utah programs so that they incorporate more well-being uh, experiences. I want the trade partners to be ready 
to book Utah when uh, borders reopen and the travel bans are lifted. That is such a smart pivot for you, Oliver, to say this is what we need right now for our well-being, because that couldn't be more true. I mean, that is just extraordinary. We're, we're social animals. I mean, we want to connect with other people. It's, it's what we thrive to do. It's completely innate and normal in all of us. And so I love the way you're framing this is what we need for our well-being. And, you know, it's interesting because I've lived in Utah for decades and love to ski, obviously, Oliver, as I'm sure you do as well. Uh, and so when I'm up in the mountains, I'm so impressed with all the wonderful Europeans that I meet. And you're partially responsible for that. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Utah is a year-round destination. So my, part of my job is to uh, encourage the French and Belgians to visit Utah, not once, but many times, and to discover you know, our state in uh, different, uh, different uh, seasons of, uh, of the year. And as you know, in Europe, uh, the density of population is very, very high. Uh, most of the French and Belgians come from uh, big cities like Paris. Paris is about uh, 11 million people. It's huge. Uh, so you can imagine, you know, when the Parisians want to uh, to escape from the from the city, the crowd, they are looking towards uh, the U.S., the western U.S., and the wide open space, and they are looking for the national parks, the the Red Rock, the canyons, the deserts, and uh, as you know, Utah has it all. So uh, we are definitely uh, uh, the perfect destination for the post-COVID-19 travelers. Oliver, my understanding, I I had the good fortune of having my European grandmother live with us as I grew up, and so I have a deep appreciation for Europe. Uh, She was from England. And my understanding is that when they, as they call it, take holiday, uh, they say it differently than Americans, but when they take holiday, they really take holiday. I mean, they, they take off like a month or weeks at a time. Americans are not inclined along those lines as far as really resting. So how does that fit into how you present Utah? Do people come over here for weeks and weeks on end? Absolutely. Uh, the French and the Belgians, in, in average, uh, they get a minimum of five paid uh, week uh, vacation per year. And uh, they can accumulate more, you know, holidays. And in the end, they get something like seven or eight weeks, uh, which allows them to take long vacations. Uh, the typical uh, French traveler to, the, to Utah is a French family, uh, which is uh, composed of the parents and two or three kids. And they usually come to Utah during the summer months of July and August. So they have two full months that they can use. And typically, when they come to Utah, they, they don't only visit Utah, but they combine it with the neighboring states of uh, Arizona, Nevada, California, and Colorado. And uh, the average length of stay is 17 nights. And some of them may even stay longer, three to four weeks, which really allows them to take their time and spend, you know, two to three nights at each uh, of the national parks. Do you get to come and visit us, Oliver, since you're representing the uh, state of Utah and you're working closely with Vicki Varela and her team at Utah Office of Tourism? Do you get to come and see us, Oliver, and see how beautiful Utah is and the surrounding states? I do, I do. Actually, uh, I've traveled to Utah uh, over the past 25 years uh, because I was a tour operator uh, before doing this job. So my previous job was, you know, basically to uh, uh, come to Utah and the Western U.S. in general and build programs and send my clients to, uh, to Utah. And uh, I travel as often as I can. I, I do uh, come to Utah for my vacation. Uh, I also escort uh, groups of uh, travel professionals and journalists just to uh, have them experience Utah so that they come back to, to Europe with uh, stories uh, to tell about uh, our destination and to build uh, new programs. 
Uh, this year, I think, um, you know, because of COVID, obviously, I was not able to uh, to come to Utah. My last trip was this uh, uh, January 2020. So I think over the past 25 years, that's the longest gap I've had uh, between two uh, Utah trips. So I, I can't wait to come back to Utah. Do you capture these stories from the tourists that come to the United States and come to the West and especially Utah? Do you capture the stories and put them on your website or is there a way that you can capture the stories as they return? I do. Actually, uh, we have a, a, a clipping service uh, which allows us uh, to, uh, to track all the stories uh, that are written by uh, by the journalists as well as the bloggers, the influencers about uh, Utah. So I'm, I'm able to uh, monitor them. Uh, also, uh, we like to receive the feedback of the consumer. Uh, I get to do the consumer travel shows in Paris, in Brussels, and elsewhere in France. And I get to meet with people, you know, who reached out to me maybe a year or two before, uh, who requested our French Utah travel guide. And they come to me to give uh, me their feedback about the trip, show me their pictures. Uh, it's like, you know, uh, my, my uh, group of friends becomes bigger and bigger uh, every year because people are passionate about the trip they, they made to Utah, and they, they want to share it with as many people as possible. I love to hear that. How do they find us as, as a group of people? How do we welcome them here in Utah? Well, it's easy for them. When the consumer is uh, searching for a trip to, to Utah, uh, they can go here on the, on the web in the French search engines. And if they type Voyage on Utah, uh, our website comes first. And uh, my contact information uh, is on the website. They are able to uh, order uh, uh, either a digital version or a paper version of our travel guide, uh, which is translated into several languages, including French. Uh, also, our contact information is shared by the uh, U.S. Embassy in, uh, in Paris and Brussels. And our contact is also widely uh, distributed by the travel guides like Michelin, uh, Lonely Planet, uh, etc. Oliver, I just have to say thank you so much for the good work that you're doing on behalf of the state of Utah and for being such a wonderful ambassador. Uh, I was you were I was requested by Utah Office of Tourism to give you a call and to do an interview so people have a better understanding of all the work that goes on to drive this incredible industry for the state of Utah uh, tourism, which we're very excited about getting back into the groove of that again. And I'm I'm just thrilled that you're a part of it, Oliver, because I can really um, hear your love and your attention to detail and your deep respect for this part of the country. And so all the best to you, Oliver. Safe travels. Uh, on your holiday in Dubai, and uh, we'll talk again soon. And so thank you, and I hope to meet you someday. Thank you, Chris. I hope to. Thank you so much. Check out today's business interview using the KSL News Radio app or at kslnewsradio.com. Just click on podcasts. More cool stories on Mighty Main Street here on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. 
That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.